Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Slam Fire Radio, episode 322 for September 19th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. I'm Adriel. And I'm Trevor. Hey, we did that really, really well. Didn't screw it up at all. I didn't know what to go with the Lynn thing, right? Like, Adriel doesn't have a middle name. I don't do a middle name thing. I was just like, just okay. say, your, say your name classy-like. That's And that's what I went for. Well, I'm Trevor. Didn't... Trevor. What is your middle name? Trevor, actually. You don't have one? No, you asked me about oh. my middle Trevor is your middle name. Okay, what's Correct. your first name? None of your business. <laughs> Nanya. Show me your pal. I want to see N- it. Nanya is my middle is my first name. Nanya business. That's right. Adrian, what's your middle name? Something. Something or other. Something or other. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot, everybody. Probably look now, it up. You probably have this somewhere. Name. I go by my middle name on social media because people people. Okay. Because people. <laughs> I get people creeping me. People that I work with. That I don't want creeping me. So I go by my middle name. Okay. Now that they know that and they know my middle name, now they're going to go to social media and look it up. <laughs> this joke has gone on two minutes too long. Yes. All right. We're going to talk about what we did in guns this week. What we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. It's Canada's premier firearms retailer. They're going to be having a Beretta Day. Uh, it's on line sale okay i haven't cr- clicked on this so what does it have to say let's have a look see da, da, da. see i'm totally prepared i was buying popcorn it says that the link is totally broken so fantastic does anybody know when this day is going to be happening the what when did that happen? it's, it's beretta on day beretta day. day just look in your calendar it says beretta day that's when it is son of a diddly son of a diddly yes it's a broken link oh man that sucks Mm-hmm. Anyway, Beretta yep. Day and Berettas will be on sale. All the Berettas, Calgary Shooting Center. If you've been hankering for a Beretta, but thought maybe it was a little too pricey, now maybe your chance to get the Beretta you wanted at a discount. Okay. All right. I just don't know when it's going to be. On Beretta Day. On Beretta Day. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure if you go to the website, there'll yeah, be a link on there. Well, I'm not doing that. We're, we're recording live here, people. No, I'm not talking about you. I'm just letting that. Trevor? Listeners, no. Yes, I Trevor. love you. <laughs> Trevor, why don't you talk about what we did in Guns this week? What we did in Guns this week? I didn't do stuff okay. with Guns Would with you like either. me to go first and talk about what I did this week in Guns? Trevor? Yes? Talk about what you did in Guns this week. I'd love to. I shot a trap match, Kelly. A trap match. Shoot some trap? Philp would be proud. Shot the skeets out of the air. Yep. Um, so uh, psychological. I let I let myself. I beat myself. Um, so I do that too sometimes. Ah uh, man, I shot a nineteen the first round. I'm like, hey man, this is this is good. So um, it wasn't just a question of going to trap on Sunday, um, which is normally just very laid back, very recreational. This was advertised. People came from uh, away. And there were prizes, um, 
for the top. I don't remember. I ended up in fifth or sixth, and maybe it was top five, and I ended up six. So anyway, um, I the last two clays would have put me over twenty, and I knew that. I'm like, hey man, if I shoot these two in a row, I'll be like uh, my best trap score ever. Fail. I know better than that. So anyway, but it was the only trap match uh, I shot this year, and I shot really good considering I hadn't shot since last year sometime. And uh, the turnout was amazing. Jason showed up and ran the barbecue for the trap guys. Um, it was just it was just a good fun day. There's lots of pictures on both of uh, our social media accounts, Facebook and um, Instagram. Um, and then I shot and co range mastered the 2019 Ipswich New Brunswick Provincials last weekend in Woodstock, New Brunswick. And there were five provinces represented, 18 stages, 76 shooters. And that made it the biggest provincials Ipswich New Brunswick has ever seen that I'm aware of. Now I have been with the association since day one, but I don't know of one. Certainly this is the biggest one since I've been involved. And I can also say with the utmost confidence that this is the best, and I've hosted this event, this is the best provincials I've attended in the province of New Brunswick. It's actually the best provincials I've been to, and I've been to the new, new or the Nova Scotia provincials as well. This thing, and I'm not saying that because I was range master. I'm saying that because of all the hard work the match director Daniel Bud and the team at Woodstock did leading up to this event to ensure that it ran like a Swiss watch. It was it was incredibly uh, well run, smooth, no hiccups, and that's not because the stages were boring. The stages were well-balanced. There was some really tight accuracy. There was some open stuff for speed. There was some distance. There was just everything you want to see in a match. Wasn't a lot of movers, as in, actually there weren't any movers, but that's they don't have any. So they made the most of it by stepping up their game with the other uh, skills that you can test. And um, they just did an incredible job. I also had to give a speech at the banquet, which I completely forgot about. I mean, completely forgot it wasn't until the match director got up there and said, uh, you know, CCFR is one of the um, major match sponsors here or stage sponsors here. And um, Paul Lombard asked if Trevor would say a few words about the CCFR. I was like, oh, no. Oh, anyway. you're never at a loss for words. <laughs> you're right, Kelly. I knocked it out of the park. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I, 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 it was, you know, I've, 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 uh, were you drinking? Probably. You know what, Kelly? I had one double scotch, which apparently is the, just the perfect amount perfect before amount. you have to give a speech. Right. Um, it loosens the lips yeah. and you're not slurring and you're, you're on a roll. I'm, I'm sure you were fantastic. Well, anyway, it, uh, I was told that I, I kept the audience's attention and I ended it just at the perfect time. So before it got rambly and preachy, I talked about um, the history of the CCFR, how the, what the original mission statement was, where we are now, how we got there. And um, then I spoke a little bit about um, what John Hippel talked about at TAPCOM and Unity. And how important yep. unity was and unity within our own section in New yep. Brunswick and uh, how as a section we've had our ups and downs, but things have, uh, I think, never been better. So it's pretty awesome. 
Um, and then I'm uh, moving on. I prep some more 308 brass for my AR-10. My AR-10 has a one in 10 twist rate. So I'm going to be trying some 178. I'm going to start with 178 AMAX, but unfortunately they stopped making that bullet. Uh, so I'm going to look at other Hornady 178 grain bullets. Um, well, let's get this out of the way now then. So in prepping to reload for that, I purchased, well, this and, and a bunch of other um, right. you got those last week. Yeah, I didn't have time to talk about it last week because we were running long. So this is the Hornady lock and load overall length gauge. So it comes with a, um, a measuring device that you screw a modified case onto. So if you look at, if you're watching the video right now, I'm holding up a 308 case in front of my camera and the back of the 308 case where the primer normally would be is threaded. So it goes on to this tool that has a plastic rod inside of it with a lock on one end. So what you do is you screw that modified case onto the tool and then you take your bullet Mm -hmm. You place your bullet into the neck of the case and you loosen the um, push rod at the back here. You place this into your chamber and then once it's chambered, you slide the, um, the gray rod that's inside the tool. What that does is it's inside the modified case and it pushes on the back of the bullet and you push that until the bullet jams into the lands and grooves. Oh, uh, I was wondering what was going on with the back of that thing. That makes sense. Right. Then you um, lock that down, pull this out, and you take the next part of the equation, which is part of what they call the comparator gauge or comparator tools, maybe. It has um, two pieces, one that goes on the bottom jaw of your calipers and one that goes on the top. And then from now on, you're always measuring your overall length off the ogive of the bullet, which is mm. a name given to the shape of the bullet up near the tip. And um, you don't measure from the bottom of the case to the tip of the bullet. You measure off the ogive with this. So um, the way it works now is the tool has a cutout that allows the bottom jaw of the calipers to fit in there. And you take the, um, the part that you would normally lock onto the bottom jaw of the calipers off. And you open up your calibers, you put the bullet up into the top of the gauge, and then the bottom jaw goes into that groove on the tool that's cut out. And presto, you know what the length of the bullet is when it touches the lands and grooves. And then you back it off to thou. So I'm at, um, well, I do everything in millimeters. I'm at 55.73 millimeters or 2.194 inches so i would take two thou off of that and that's where i would start and then you could even maybe try and load it so it's only one thou off the lands and grooves but you know a thou really yeah but, but the, definitely... the risk there is that your bullet or your seating stem might not be one thou accurate and you might end up with some that are rammed into the lands a little bit right yeah um the better the equipment the better the resulting end product of course but uh you want to start two thou off and um, the reason why you do this is because the the bullet will jump from the case into the rifling. And um, the longer that jump, the more accuracy you lose is the theory. So you get it as close to the lands and grooves without ramming it into them as possible. So, right. so um, the brass is prepped and now I have this tool. So I have three different bullets 
I've got a 168, a 178, and a Camper 147. So I will um, load up some test loads with all of these, and I will start at 2,000 off the lands and grooves for my overall length. Uh, just another variable I can control to try and increase the accuracy. When you say thou, are you talking like two thousandths of an inch? Two thousandths of an inch, or like two no, two not hundredths like of an inch. Two thousandths. Two thousand. Man, that's tight. That's like that's pretty tight. That's what it says to do in the manual is two thou. Um, you have me second guessing myself. I always thought it was two thou. Maybe it's two hundred thousandths. Two hundred thousandths make more sense. Two thousand no. seems really, really like you might as well just put it onto the lands. Well, that's why I said you know start at two. Some people go one, and it's like, mm, what's the point? Like, so um, I will go back and consult, and if I need to correct something next week, I will. But for now, I'm saying I'm saying two thousand. All right. All right. Next, um, with the Era Ten, I installed my new Vortex Viper HST. So, um, and this has. Uh, so pretty. It's very pretty, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, as adjustable objective, as a really cool target turret. It's um, I can't zero remember stop, which reticle. Right? Yes, it does have the zero stops, which confused me to this. But I know this comes really? off when some shims go in. I just never worked with them before. Oh, okay. it's so good. Okay. If, if you're going to do like PRS or or a game where you're changing your zero often. Having that zero stops really nice because all you need to do, like, oh, I don't know where I'm at. Just crank on it until you hit the bottom and then you're zeroed. Yep. So I never have to worry about coming back to zero. I won't go past it. Correct. Mm-hmm. You just Interesting. You run it right into that zero and there you are. So yep. I can't go lower, but I can always go higher. Correct. Correct. Okay, cool. Awesome. It yep. simplifies so it, it right? Because some, some people will be like, oh, well. I know that I'm three rotations off the bottom, but we're like three and a half off the bottom. It's like, man, that's hard to remember. Just put the shims right. in there and you never have to think about it again. Nice. Okay. You can go so. back to zero and start all over again if you have the police count. Nice. Right. Okay. Well, I kind of wish my diamond back had that, right? Because I'm zeroed at 50 and then 25 is the same. So that's good. I don't need to ever go down. So as long as I came back to zero, I'd be zero at 50 and 70 or 25 and 50. So. Um, yeah, so uh, these are the ATRS rings that I bid on and won at the charity shoot. These yeah, I was the- going to ask, how are they? So how are they working? How's the uh, chick welded and everything that you were doing? Anything? Yeah, they're, they're ridiculously yeah. too high. I could drive yeah. a box in between the <laughs> open. Say. Yeah, so they, they, they suggested ultra highs. Um, and so um, they're too high. We're going to go with just highs. I've been talking to Sean um, okay. at ATRS. He's been... Um, walking me through this and stuff and getting me to take measurements. So I think what's going to happen is um, when my modern sporter arrives, the new rings will be in there and I'll return these or I'll return these first, whatever, like, you know, nothing is marred or marked or anything. They were just put on and that's it. Right. So I have fired it. I will not fire it with this on. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to, you know, become used. They're just mounted to see how high the scope would be. And it's too high. So, um, oh. Can you see, Kelly? Am mm. I in frame? Yeah, yeah. you are. And it's so you, way too high. Yeah, yeah, I'm on my. It's a it's a teeth weld, not a chin weld. This is where I should be. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is my fall project. I've got something every weekend. Like we had supposed to be our three gun match, and the boys come up anyway. Then it was provincials, 
this weekend I leave for Fredericton to go to an everything but air match. And it's one of those matches, Adriel, that I'm usually, uh, you know, there's a, it's a very, very physical match and it's trooper style. I got to carry everything you're going to use all day. You need a backpack, put your ammo. Are you gonna whine? I don't know, Kelly. I, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, you know what Gallon said. It's going to go one of two ways. I'm going to win. You're going to like it. I'm gonna <laughs> win and you're going to win yeah. and love it, and you want to yeah. do it all the time, or you're going to lose and you're going to hate it. Well, we'll see. But let's. We know that I've been critical of these matches, um, and haven't f- actually f- um, competed in one because it's, I, it's not a style that I am uh, too uh, attracted to. Uh, you know. So, so anyway, can I ask how physical is it? Because I know that there's some some matches where you can go to where you run a 5k you do a 10k and you carry no, no, it's not, with you. it's not ridiculously and that physical no 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 oh, okay no no, 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 no. So. when i say it's physical it's like um you're gonna make your way down range you're gonna start off you're gonna shoot some targets from 100 meters away with your rifle you're gonna clear your rifle you're gonna stop every 10 meters until you get almost all the way down then you've actually got to reset your steel plates and you're you're gonna Run down with your pistol and stop 25 meters short of those steel plates. Then you got to run down those 25 meters, reset the steel plates, then run the whole 100 meters back and shoot the steel plates again. So, you know, that's certainly more physical than any kind of three-gun match I've ever been in. That's just one stage. There's some other stages with examples of that. So, but I don't think at the end of the day, it's anything that's outrageous. So it is what it is. All right. Um, and then the weekend after that, I'm teaching a black badge at Filthy's Range. Then I think I got the weekend off. Then it's hopefully a three gun in Nova Scotia. Then I'm teaching a class. And then that's it. It's November. And I haven't gone hunting yet. I'm hoping to go bow hunting, though. I'm working on something right now. More on that later. Cool. Um, I put the new bolt into the WK backwards. So it ejected towards the inside of the receiver. That was brilliant. Got that squared away. Um Oops. And yeah, I went to the range. So Oops. Tuesday, Tuesday, I bought an eight inch gong uh, air 500 and a stand from DC armory. And, um, I took that to the range because we have to do some shooting in this match at 200. I want to see where the WK was going to hit. I want to see where the SLR was going to hit. Can't miss with the SLR. It's a laser. The WK, um, it just had to, you know, get, figure out where to hold the reticle and, and it's super good too. But this new bolt was, uh, need some breaking in. It really did. The gun, um, wasn't going in the battery. Uh, so the, um, disconnector was working and then that was what's going on. Click instead of fire. And I look at the charging handle. Oh, she's not all the way forward. So anyway, um, I had to do, you know, I, I dumped three Beowulf mags to it. Just pop, 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 pop. I was light, lit it up and then it was good. Happy. <laughs> I like Never fixing fine. guns that way. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Just need to be uh, just need to be broken a little bit. Need to need yeah. a little bit of a, a little a little, a little boss. persuasion is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and then um, thanks to Joey the Lone Shark, I bought a Kui. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, every day I check for Kui's on CGN, and a Kui eighty four and twenty eight gauge showed up. Uh, good price too and i'm like what am i gonna sell i gotta sell something I, i'm already in the process of buying back my what are you, what you are you selling guns so you can buy like a 28 gauge cooey all right i'm not saying you know what do you want from me i need it i need it i, like, I got all the cooies except for the 28 i'm not you're gonna to collect the them all and then you're gonna be like why do i have all these cooies and you're gonna sell absolutely them all. <laughs> you're not wrong 
You're not. It's a process. We got to get through it, Adriel. Yeah. We got to let this play out. It's just. It's, it's like crack for you. I'm a completist with OCD. <laughs> I can't. You know, like one hundred. One hundred. Hundred percent of all Kui firearms, and then you can sell uh, them all. No, and then he's done. Have. And then no. what? It's. I know like, what I want. I want. What do you want? I want all the 84s. I want the 84 that says 84 Winchester and the 84 that doesn't. That's all. And right now I've got both. I got the 410s. I got the 16 gauge that says Cooey Winchester. I have a line on a 16 gauge right now. Guy sent me some pictures tonight. That is the right, you know, so I'll get two of each. Right? What's wrong with what's I'll never probably find a 28 gauge that has Cooey Winchester on it. If I do, it'll be stupid money. And for what? Like you said, for what? So you have a, a 28 gauge that no, like the most obsolete gauge of all the gauges. Stop it. What's wrong with you? I need help. Let me make meds for what I have. Anyway, Adriel, I was going to sell my Cincinnati 870 clone, right? The one I won at the charity shoot. Uh, I, I've shot it twice. Yeah. Once just to test fire it and realize that the rear sight bolt was wrong. I had to take it out and trim it. And then, um and it jammed like crazy, so I took the barrel off, brought it to Denis, and he pulsed the chamber, and now it works, and I put it on the wall, and I haven't touched it since. So, anyway, uh, Joey thought he might be interested in it until he found out it was actually a clone and not a real 870, so he's charged me points. He's like, he gave me the money, and he's like, I'll either take the gun or I'll get the money back. But the money, like, he's like the mob. He's charged me points on the money, so he's Joey the, Joey the shark now. And apparently, um, Denis put him up to it, but Denis would never do that. I just, you know. Denise, Denise, too much of a straight up guy to put that kind of idea in Joey's head. Right. We all know who's responsible. <laughs> yeah. Denise. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, Kui 84 is coming and the seller, CZ 452 Velocitor, he did a bang up job of the, the communications were awesome. The, they were fast, and the packaging was second to none. He sent me pictures of the packaging. Each individual part is wrapped, and then that's all wrapped, and then it's boxed up. It's crazy. Um, yeah, so then I went to the range to check out where the rifles were going to hit on that 8-inch gong. And while I was there, Muffin was there getting ready to go hunting, and he wants to use his sling. Like, Gallon uses a USGI and everything now, and he uses the hasty, hasty. And so... Jason was slung up. He's like, Trevor, I don't know if this is right. Like, I can't, man, the scope is just, well, he had the scope at max power. So he was seeing all the movement in the crosshair. Um, I said, let me see it. So I took it and I I, I slung up. He's like, oh, I didn't go deep enough in the sling for sure. I realized that now. I'm like, all right, good. I turned the scope down. I'm like, I'm going to do it. And I got in position, controlled my breathing, found my natural point of aim, and I came down that eight-inch plate. 200 meters away using a hasty hasty i smoked that eight inch plate with his 30-06 savage bang Bang. yeah so and i'm glad that our buddy pum was there that's his name pum it's french for apple everybody's got a nickname we got a muffin we got an apple we got you know is his actual name pum i don't know what the man's real name is his (laughs) his name is his name is pum you call him pum Um, i don't know i'm because so uh, anyway Pum was, Pum was impressed, and I told him if he needed somebody to shoot his moose to let me know. And um, lots of laughs were had. And uh, I'm glad he was there because if he was not there, every time I try and tell the story, Muffin would just say I was lying and full of it, but I got a witness. So Aiden's played 200 meters. And his name is Pum. Yes, Apple saw me do it. So, yeah. No, something you said for um, the techniques taught in maple seed. When you can take a thirty out six with a basically three to nine scope, no, it's better than that. But anyway, I, I turned it down because there was too much movement in the reticle, and, 
and uh, yeah, get slung up and natural point of aim, control your breathing. Boom. Get Ping. some. Get Ping. some. Yep. So that's it for me. Um, Kelly, or no, Adriel. Adriel, you're next. I'm next. What did you do? Yeah, you're uh, next. I did a couple things. Let's see. Mm-hmm. I mailed a whole whack of stuff <laughs> on the Friday. Uh, I didn't get I didn't have time after Thursday because I had to edit the show and do a whole bunch of other stuff. But uh, on Friday, I mailed out patches to people, rifles, and just all sorts of stuff. Uh, Trevor, you got a box coming? Probably still coming to your place because you're in the middle it's of it. Still coming. It's not here yet. Does it have anything like 12-inch? On the outside, you know, it's it's yeah. always a guess. It's always an adventure getting uh, a package whatever. from me. So, so I'm sure your mailman must, you know, really be excited about what's coming in the mail to you. I'm sure that they have so much to do that they don't pay attention to anything except the address and the postcode. No, I'm not and sometimes sure. Sometimes the, the the writing on the side, or the yeah. stamps, or the stickers. You know, mm-hmm. uh, use only. Yeah, yeah. Got a couple of those stickers. Uh, let's see here. I hate you. I- <laughs> I went and shot some 22s. Uh, those guys were mentioning uh, that GSG MP40 22 on the uh, on the upcoming uh, event thing that is coming up here, and uh, I was shooting on one of those. That was fun. Cool. Yeah, from the hip MP40 with the 22. So much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, ordered some cheek rests. Uh, I need that Magpul X22 Hunter. You know. You do. What's that? You do. Oh, he yeah. He does. Yeah, I do. So, like, yep. I I mount a scope on that 1022 of mine. It's got the standard Ruger 1022 stock, which was okay with the with the iron sights. But as soon as you put a scope on there, you jack your face up on it. And the stock fits, a, like, I don't know, just the stock is, is right here. And it's got this stupid curve on it. And I'm catching just the top part of that curve. It's a very badly designed stock, in my opinion. And, yep. uh. Uh, I need to replace it. So I'm either going to replace it with an XT22 Hunter. I'm going to get that uh, crappy ATI stock that has the uh, adjustability on the uh, on the stock uh, mm-hmm. collapsible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I saw some of those at Bass Pro for like 50 bucks a month ago, and I'm like, man, I don't want to buy one of these things. But now that I've got a 1022, it's like, man, I should have got that. Okay, <laughs> just buy the the Magpul. Buy the Magpul one. Happy. Yeah, you'll be happy. I know I'll be happy. I don't. I don't actually need this rifle for me. I just need this to uh, to have on hand. It's a little bit more flexible. Might not be a bad idea. It is, and you can. It is change and, it out so that your children can use it as well. Just by pulling it's those shims out. Want think of the children. Yeah. Think of the children. Yeah. It's a two hundred dollars stock. The yeah. X twenty two is two hundred dollars for a yeah i know kelly stock. kelly bought it for me for shaving my legs or for christmas or something we need remember? something if, yeah we need yeah you're gonna be you need to find a reason to have kelly buy for you mm-hmm. huh? no huh? kelly's not gonna say anything anymore because <laughs> <laughs> i know i know trevor i dare, double dog dare you and he goes okay and i'm yeah, sure I'm you open my parts what do you want All me right. to do <laughs> just shave my legs hey no biggie that was an easy one yeah. okay cool uh yeah i need that fundraiser christmas time or something yeah it was after christmas yeah did a bit of bow hunting uh my stand uh really good visibility i'm like i'm liking that stand it's looking good i had a grouse like land right at the base of the tree i was gonna shoot with with my bow but i did that once 12 dollar broadhead on a three dollar grouse no i got i got uh i have a field point and i have a couple of those geo points 
I do too, except I left them home because I wasn't planning on shooting a grouse. You don't take your quiver on your bow? I only had it loaded with bear arrows. How many yeah, bear arrows do you need? You like five bear arrows? <laughs> Just going to like pump the them only, into this bear? No, the only thing on there was like four to six, you know, rage broadheads. As you care, take like two or three broadheads and then the rest is... Plus, also, I think where that stand was, Adriel, I had never seen a grouse before. Mm. And they came out of the woods like a gang of teenagers. I felt threatened. Like, there was like eight of them all just like <laughs> coming, right at stuff, coming right at me. It's a good thing I was up a tree. Not like a bird could get me up there. But anyway, I'd do something. Uh, so I took one out and yeah. the rest ran away. I left I left this one. It's like, no, go make some more. My boy will come <laughs> shoot him. Yeah. I don't, uh, I didn't need that grouse at that minute. Normally, I would I would take any anytime I see a grouse. I got my game bird. Yeah, bow and arrow, sure. But uh, I'll wait this time out. I think I think that's it. That's it for me. That's Kelly? it for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I did not do much. I went and spent the weekend having a slumber party with some gunny girls for the calendar. We did a gunny girl calendar shoot. I wanted to say thank you very much to Tracy Wilson. She came out. She brought Colin, of course, in summer. And she also bought Moose. Brought Moose. I met Moose. He's fantastic. He's a chihuahua. He's a chihuahua. He's so cute. But We should nickname him Skippy John Jones. Skippy John Jones. Uh, anyways, Moose came out. I fell in love with him. He actually bit me. I don't know if you can see it. I, he drew a little bit of blood, kissed me on the lips, bit me. Eh, whatever. <laughs> what? It was it was a lot of fun. We, Why was your mouth that close to his face? Because he, it's a dog. I'm going, give me kisses. Um, <laughs> he bit your face. That's what you yeah. get. Yeah. That'll learn you. Yeah, but he... By the end of it, he was snuggling with me. Uh, yeah, so we did the Gunny Girl calendar shoot. Fantastic shots, by the way. The girls were, were, were beautiful girls. And uh, Baz, uh, Baz is one of our field officers for the um, uh, CCFR. But he also, if anybody is looking and they're in the Belleville, Ottawa, you know, southeastern Ontario region, he does actually, he's a professional photographer as well. Five Rivers Studios is his um, photography page, and they're oh my god, he's one of the most talented photographers I've ever seen in my whole entire life. And uh, yeah, the calendar is going to be fantastic. Uh, maybe a month before it gets produced. Uh, right now, we're just choosing the shots. It's going to be really hard to choose the shots that we want. Uh, Mike Mandel, he another guy that came out. I just wanted to say thank you to him, Kelly Kincaid, my alter ego from Kelly Squared, and the ladies. Again, I just can't say enough about them. They're fantastic. We even got a 1984 Porsche 911 to come out, and one of the ladies got their photo shot with that. That was Dave Young, so I wanted to say thank you to Dave Young, not Uncle Dave. It's another Dave uh, Young. Don't say Uncle Dave. No, no, another another Dave. He's also named Dave Young. So he he dropped by with his Porsche, uh, Porsche 1984. Beautiful car. Love it. Mm. Uh, what else? Um, <laughs> it's crazy. It's an 84, but now it's vintage. It's 10 years younger than me, but it's a vintage car. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about the car right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I, what else? Oh. Really, really nice guns as well. They'll all be featured in the calendar. I wanted to say uh, thank you to uh, Richard Bone as well. Uh, he took 
simultaneously on Saturday, we were having a shoot done in Alberta and we were having a shoot done in Ontario. So at the Drumheller uh, and District Shooters Association, hi guys, uh, they were doing a shoot as well. So there was a bunch of ladies that got their photographers, uh, got their photos taken by the photographer. His name was Dick Bone. So everybody knows Dick. Uh, and yeah, so calendar is going to come out soon all of them are going to be numbered we're we're ordering 1500 this year as opposed to a thousand last year we sold out the thousand by january 1st so we're hoping to you know sell it even more so 1500 they'll all be um special numbers so you register it and then you get to win prizes like guns and different things as well and that's about it i think should i anybody else no, I think that's it with uh, thanking everybody and giving everybody a shout out. I probably missed somebody, but thanks everybody. Uh, upcoming events. Uh, so uh, Destination Disney, we have some guests on to speak about that. Hi everybody, we have Corey Lovett here from uh, High Capacity Magazine. And we also have Dave. Dave, what's your last name again? Fuller, right? Fuller. Yes, right. that's it. From NAS. Uh, that's correct, right? Yeah, NAS Guns and Ammo. Perfect. Now we've asked you guys to come on for a very special reason. Corey, uh, do you want to explain what uh, the fundraiser you guys have come up with? Actually, who came up with the fundraiser first and what's it all about? And let's see if we can help get somebody to Disney. So Corey, why don't you explain what what's taking place with us? Yeah, so um, my connection to a little girl named Hayden is I have a nine-year-old daughter, and uh, they've been in school together uh, since the very beginning, you know, the pre-kindergarten, kindergarten thing. Mm-hmm. And um, they, she had um, got cancer, and um, you know, she struggled with that for about a year and a half or two years, and then it went into remission, and, uh, you know, everybody celebrated that, um, as you can imagine. Um, however, as we know, unfortunately, with cancer, uh, it often comes back, and uh, this is something that we all were kind of fretting about, um, but you know, prayed that that wasn't going to be the case. And um, unfortunately, um, it did come back, and uh, it's it's come back, and it's been tough. It's been really tough. And um, you know, I, I came up with the idea. I I was talking to my, you know, you tuck your daughter in at night and stuff like that, and you hear the stories and stuff. And, uh, you know, how do you explain that to kids who are nine years old? Like, I mean, you explain the death of a fish or an animal, I mean, of a friend, um, as adults, we struggle with that. So she had mentioned that, um, her friend, her friend wished that she could go to Disney. And, um, I thought, geez, I don't know how I can make that happen. And then after thinking about it a little bit, I was in here at, uh, NAS guns and ammo, uh, also referred to as Nas guns and ammo. And, uh, speaking to Dave and, uh, Dave, said, um, you know, he said, you know, why, why don't we pull something together? Why don't we see if we can't create a draw? And uh, I said, you, you know, you guys would get behind something like that. And he said, heck yeah. And um, I, we came up with the idea on Friday together and made, yeah. <laughs> made a few calls. And then by, uh, geez, it wasn't even 24 hours. And we had so many people involved in getting behind um, us from the firearms community and keeping in mind, like, I mean, this, this little girl um, isn't, you know, they're not part of our firearms community per se directly, but everybody from our community is so incredible and uh, just kind of pulled together. And And uh, Dave was a huge, uh, huge part. And uh, Nas was a huge part of that as well. Yeah, we, okay. just, we just jumped straight on the phone to all the distributors and um, the guys were just giving and giving and giving. And we've, we've got more prizes in today. It just, uh, it just keeps coming. 
So all, all of the dealer distributors have really been behind us on this. So, um, you know, it's, it's a good positive thing. So, Dave, can you walk us through the structure of how this fundraiser is going to work? There's prizes coming in. So now what? What do we do? How do we get these prizes? How do we turn these prizes into money and send this beautiful little girl to Disney? So if you log on to uh, NAS Guns and Ammo, um, you'll see a picture of uh, Hayden on the front page of our website. You click onto that link and you can buy a ticket for $25 or you can buy five tickets for $100. And technically, they're not tickets. They're, they're bags of popcorn you're that buying, gets you a free entry yeah. into the draw is how it works. So you're buying popcorn to win prizes. Excellent. Okay. Pop, so, popcorn's not keto. I'm going to need an alternative <laughs> on that. So. Why don't you just let them keep the popcorn? They can resell uh, yeah, it. Fine. You don't have to yeah. ship the popcorn well, anymore. Like. Anything that is donated, uh, and this is this goes for all of our popcorn drawers, it always it's always given back. So when we get the young kids in or whoever, we always donate that, that popcorn always gets to somebody else. We never keep it in the store. We're always giving it out, you know, whether it's the kids or whether just somebody comes in, they're hungry, whatever, have a bag of corn. And yeah. it just pushes it out that way. But it's mostly, it's mostly for the, for the kiddies. Right. So, so they can be non-keto. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> children are not keto friendly. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's nice to give the kids the um, popcorn in the store and then when right. mum and dad take them home, they're just racing like... Uh... Exactly. <laughs> so what kind of prizes have come in so far, guys? Um, We've got a whole lot of them. So, I mean, to go through all of them may take a while if you got some time, but... Uh, well, maybe some big ones. Some of the... the, some the, of the... Gun, yeah, the big gun draws, Dave, what, what are they? Uh, a Mossberg 935 Pro Series, 3.5 Waterfowl. Uh, that was donated by Mossberg Canada, Jules. Very good guy he yeah. is. Works with us all the time. Um, Odell Engineering. Uh, we've got the Canuck Operator and 4 Clone. And they also donated a Sentry 12-gauge pump gun. Yes. Uh, Six Hour Canada. Uh, a 22 pistol plus loads of um, Sig Swag. Um, Dean from Select Shoot and Supply stumped up a Smith & Wesson M&P 2.0. We got Blue Line uh, Solutions, who gave us a GSG MP40-22 cool. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, big one, a Vortex stepped up huge and has given us a uh, 4x16 uh, Diamondback Tactical uh, first focal plane scope <laughs> and a set of uh, d- a Diamondback uh, binoculars as well. Amazing. Sweet. Yeah. So how are the draws going to work? Yeah. How, uh, when, do, when do people start winning prizes? How is this all going to operate? So on this coming Tuesday, which is uh, September 24th, 24th um, we will be doing the draw at approximately what time, Dave? Well, I mean, whatever time we want to start, it's 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, whatever we can run. Yeah. it's We haven't really got the draw time down at the moment. Typically for people to get home and, uh, you know, we're speaking Eastern time, of course, but for people to get home in time from work and be able to log in and watch the draws live. And we're just going to be pulling out – uh, saying we're drawing for this particular prize and we're pulling out a number and that and then so on and so forth for the rest of okay. them. And right. I apologize, Corey, if you explain this, I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, every bag of popcorn a person buys gets them a chance at winning a prize. Is that correct? That That is correct, um, with the exception of we have um, uh, five um, – We you get uh, – for $100, you get uh, five five entries. Five entries. Oh, wonderful. Okay. And how are you collecting the funds? The details are on the website. They can send an EMT. What's going on with that? 
AMT, yeah, AMTs, um, credit cards. If you log on to, obviously, as you say, if you log on to our website, click the link and it will take you to either um, the $25 or the $100. Um, click on that, add it to cart, go through the checkout process like you would on a normal buy, whatever you're buying, whether it's Amazon or wherever. Too and, easy. Uh, yep. it, and, uh, you know, we've, got, we've had guys calling us up. Yep. Uh, we've had a lot of people just sending money. And that's one thing that really worries. Don't just send us money, guys. Send us an email as well if you're going to send us money. Please yeah, of course you want to track everything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And in addition to that, I would also say, like, I was here for quite a few of the days since last Friday, and uh, we've got guys coming into the store nonstop, like, just dropping $100 bills like it's going out of style. Like, the amount of the amount of uh, support that we've had here just in-store in store has, has been incredible. Like, the community yeah. here is – I'm just absolutely blown away. I didn't expect a fraction of, of the support that we've got, so it's incredible. Well, like, we, had a guy, we had a guy walk in this morning. Uh, he walked in to buy – pistol and a red dot and while he was there he turned around and said i'll have a hundred dollars worth of tickets we got him all cashed out he walked out the door he came back in and said to you what give me another hundred dollars worth so two hundred dollars worth of tickets just straight in in one set and also too we had somebody uh, online um from our community one of the very first people who got into the draw dropped a thousand dollars to support us thousand bucks you are the man and you know you are because i spoke to you last night I actually Amazing. called that guy and turned around and said, right, man, he's a top guy. And he's always shopping at NAS, um, always whacking a NAS banner. But to step up like that, I mean, I see that sale come through on my uh, on my phone. And I was just like, holy moly, you know. And there's been a, another guy that's dropped 500, 300. There, it's just been phenomenal. I just can't believe it. You know, today I've just been sitting there just punching numbers on the debit machine. That's all I've been doing pretty much all of today. And also, too, in addition to that, guys that are, are dropping 25 bucks, yeah. you know, or if you can't afford to, you're sharing it with friends who maybe are in a position to do that. Like that, yeah. it doesn't matter. Every little bit is, is going such a long way in this case. And we're so humbled to be a part of something like this. Amazing. So, so on, on that note, when does it all wrap up? 24th, which is this coming Tuesday. And um, that will be the last of the tickets sold. Probably wrap it up by five PM, right, Dave? Five PM. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, as long as everybody's paid, uh, this is the problem we're having at the moment. A few people haven't sent their EMTs, and we did say on the first live draw, please send your EMTs when you do the order. And obviously, you know, we only we don't accept the uh, Visa debit. Visa debit is a no-no. Yeah, anything card, yeah. normal Visa, American Express, EMT. Yeah. So the, the absolute easiest way to do this is to go to your website. I'll have you plug that again one more time and just process the sale through the website. It's quick. It's painless. And yes. this is time sensitive. We need to get on this, guys. So if you're listening live now or you're listening to this tomorrow morning, take five minutes, go to the NAS website. And, and just just like buying anything on the website, only you're going to help send uh, Hayden to, to Disney. And you're buying bags of corn. That's right. And I mean, I've shipped out so many bags of corn in the last couple of days. I mean, you know, I've gone through over 100 bags of corn. Nice. You know, and that's good. Yeah. That's really good. And that's just the the people that want it shipped to them, let alone the people that are saying that they're donating it as well. So it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And as we speak, we've got sales coming through. So it's just phenomenal. It really is. So. 
Yeah, the more we can get, the better it is, right? Yeah, the link is uh, nasgunsandammo.com. And any of our social medias, uh, Coat of Arms, uh, you can check our bio, click the link. It'll bring you there. Our stories, we're constantly posting prizes and links. So just swipe up. Lots of ways to get to the to the same spot. And we've had um, distributors actually calling us up and saying they don't want any recognition. They've just given us prizes. Don't mention it. Just put it on. And, you know, we can't thank those guys enough. Absolutely. You know, they don't want to get involved, but they do want to get involved, but they're all in the background. So Also, too, I have, we have friends like uh, our friend Scott Snow from um, Black Bear Gear. Um, you know, we're telling him, I'm asking if he wants to get involved, and he's throwing stuff at us. But not only is he doing that, he's he's calling other people in our community, other stores and people he deals with, and says, hey, get in on this, too. So it's like people are doing some of that work for us in the community that it's not just Dave and I, it's everybody coming together. Mm-hmm. Hell, that's the whole idea. That's why you guys are here. So we can, you know, do our part to try and at least get it out to our listeners that may not have uh, heard about it yet. No, yeah, we- Go ahead. The other thing I was going to just say is that, um, you know, the, the big thing that's really uh, humbling for me to see is, is it's not just a store or a distributor. It's, it's multiple stores. And a lot of people think like, oh, these are, uh, you know, competing stores. And to some degree they are, but on, on causes like this and like we saw at TACOM Canada, everybody kind of came together and just did something that never before had happened. And I think the spinoff of that show and that kind of like unity that we saw there is really what's uh, come together here. And you've got different stores, you know, NAS is the one taking the lead on this, but stores are like, they don't care. They're, they're in on it too. They, they realize that this is bigger than any one of us. And, uh, and I like to thank everybody uh, for that specifically. Yeah, definitely. Okay. We've shared it on all of our social media. So hopefully if anybody is listening and they don't know how to get to it, they can always drop by our Facebook page or our Instagram account as well. A link in, link in uh, to your page. So yep. hopefully they'll be able to uh, just click on that and order some of the popcorn. So Destination Disney is what it is, Hayden's Popcorn Draw. And I hope somebody wins it, but I really hope Hayden gets to uh, gets to to Disney. Oh, no. Disney. That, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have every faith in that. And uh, we also wanted to say thank you to you guys as well for, for coordinating this and putting it out so fast. We know how important it is to uh, our community and that's why everybody's behind it too. And, and uh, how important kids are to us as well. So we wanted to say well, thank you for that. Thank you guys. Thank yeah, you guys thank for you. having yeah. us on and uh, getting is. the word out there. It's, it's people like yourselves that are out there and, and kind of pushing and getting behind the people that are, are kind of in the front lines here too. And without you guys, we know we don't have anything. So thank you guys yeah. so much for that. And I just bought a bag. Oh, the bag. <laughs> there you go. Are you donating the popcorn though? Yeah, I don't we'll, we'll need try popcorn. To yeah, a, a keto-friendly concoction for you. No worries, man. Perhaps I'll have a word with our uh, popcorn guy and see what he can do for you. <laughs> yeah, do you have any ghost pepper? Ghost pepper popcorn? Ooh. No. Well, he does all different flavors. Yeah. Um, he's right next door to us, and um, you know they fly the flag for us as well. I mean, you know, they're, they're running around in our uh, NAS guns and ammo popcorn shirts um, and whatever flavors we want. We come up with some pretty interesting flavors. Well, why don't you give them a shout out too? Because they're really yeah. awesome people. Yeah, Shriners popcorn, absolutely great. Harold and the rest of the team. I mean, you know, the, the guy can't do enough, really. Well, when they do the customer appreciations days, there's popcorn out there. Yeah. It's just the neighbors of the place here that come together. And there's uh, next door, you got a battery. Battery, battery store. Yep. Yeah. We've got a customer appreciation day actually on the 28th of September. 
So that would be a good day. You know, Harold's going to get involved. The battery store's getting involved. And these guys are involved with pushing these tickets as well. They, yeah. You know, we've, we've had a chat with them and they turned around and said, yeah, no problem. We're out and about. They're doing the little street markets. They've got all the info. So they're bashing that all out tonight, which is absolutely superb. You know, so, and the young kid that works next door, he's an RC guy with his car. But he's out there. He's out there banging the drum, turning around and saying, well, all these little friends, come on, let's buy tickets. Let's buy tickets. So nice. it, it's even better. you're getting it from, you know, all the way down to, I mean, some of these guys are 13 years old and they're, they're stumping up 25 bucks to buy their ticket. And, you know, they, they might win a prize, but that prize we might not be able to give to them. Well, we've got some other ones. We've got some air got, guns. And, we have. We've got air yeah. guns. We've got boots. We've got uh, fishing rods. Yeah, we can. We got loads. Yep. Coffee. You don't have to have a pal in order for you to win. Just donate. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So obviously, anybody that wins a gun, um, they have got to send us all their information. We're right. not just shipping out anything to anybody. Uh, obviously, they are going to be checked just to make sure that we're right, and you know we're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. So because that's the last thing we want is you know anything going wrong with something like this because of the way. The community is at the moment with all these shoots. And for people that are people that aren't familiar with our, you know, the, our practices and and uh, our community specifically, for them to understand that um, you just don't win and get guns, right? Uh, you, don't, you don't. You can't just win a gun. You can't. You have yeah. to be licensed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If you haven't got a license, you don't get a gun. And we do state that every time you buy a bag of corn, you must have a PAL, either restricted or non-restricted, depending on what draw. Okay. All right. Very well, thanks good. for coming on, you guys. And no uh, and I know that I'm going to be buying some popcorn tonight. That's good. good. Maybe, yeah. maybe maybe we'll have a competition amongst our, our uh, hosts. Oh, man. Trevor, you, <laughs> you just, know why. Everything's I'm in the process of buying four guns, Kelly. Calm down. There's a child that wants to get to Disney. What's more important? Yes. On Trevor's dream, two of those four guns after. So, all right. So if you guys out. had a cooey in there, then yeah. Trevor would buy lots of tickets. in the store. There we go. I'll see if it's one I need for the collection. All right, <laughs> we'll talk. All right gentlemen. Thank you so much. No all right. Thank Thanks you guys. It's much appreciated. It really is. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for coming on, you guys. No worries. Thank you. All right. And thank you, Corey and Dave, for coming on and, and talking about this worthwhile fundraiser. Everybody get out and buy some popcorn and maybe you can win some stuff as well. Let's send Hayden to Disney because really good cause. All right. October uh, 5th and 6th is the Newfoundland Epsic Provincials and St. John's Rod and Gun Club. That's in St. John's in Newfoundland, not St. John, New Brunswick, Adriel. Uh, this is a level two IPSC match. Registration closes on September 29th, so get out there and register. You can visit uh, their Facebook page and register through that. Trevor, do you want to talk about your pistol fundamentals course? Yeah, um, there's a couple of spots left, and I do mean a couple. I will be putting on a IPSC fundamentals course at the Sunbury Gun Club in Fredericton on October 26th. The morning will focus on some fundamentals of marksmanship, trigger, press, grip, sight, pitcher, um, stance, those sorts of important things with a real emphasis on grip, sight, and trigger press. Um, in the afternoon, we will do some IPSC skills, movement, target, 
stage breakdown, those sorts of things. So, um, yeah, if you're looking for a bit of an edge in your Ipsic, Ipsic game and the tune-up on the fundamentals, get the Ferlacci tattoo. Um, you can register by sending me an email at trevorferlot at gmail.com. Cost is $100 and round count is about 250 That's not bad. $100 for that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Okay. All right. And just to give you guys all a heads up, uh, we are going to be posting some more Maple Seed events on our website soon. Um, we pretty much confirmed four that are going to be happening in October and November. So those are going to be in southeastern Ontario, southwestern Ontario. We're still looking at that. And also out in Alberta. And Yay. BC. So stay tuned for that. And uh, I'm expecting those will sell out as soon as we post those. So, so just giving everybody a heads up on that. We will not be out east uh, anymore. I don't think this year. Yeah, you never know, Rick. Not this year, but there may be a little something, something going on for 2020. Well, yeah, of course there is. Mm. We'll be out there. I mean, way east. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not going to China. Mm, no. <laughs> That's way east. But, you know, you might need to get screeched in. Yeah, I'd like to do that. More on that later. Okay. So let's go to the news. Maybe the liberals won't need a majority, won't ha- take a majority anymore. I wonder who put that in. There's been some stuff happening. We're not usually a political podcast, but hey. We have the, to be yeah. for this political, yeah. uh, for this yeah. run because chances are that if, uh, well, chances were that the, the liberals were saying that they're going to run on some sort of gun control for uh, yes. for a federal federal platform. They probably still are. Uh, yeah, they are. But at least uh, you know the fact that their their leader, our leader, uh, has been made an international joke. Um, yet might, again. Yet again. Uh, a real, a, a really good one this time because it was. I, I was actually like, huh, you know, maybe it is just Canada. Maybe it's not world famous. And I went and looked on the BBC and CNN and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it it's all the top. <laughs> It was introduced yeah. in the U.S. originally. Canada, the Canadian uh, media did not want to carry it, and it was brought out by Time Magazine, mm-hmm. and uh, then it went international. Crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. which is important for us because the Liberals were going to run on gun control, and now they're, you know, this is probably going to hurt them in the election, and we probably don't have to worry about it as much. Correct. Maybe, maybe, maybe people uh, will not care. I've already seen a lot of people saying like, ah. That was 15 years ago, and he's he's better now. And no, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. seriously. If anybody is part of my Facebook page, uh, you can see I posted some things on there. I'm not telling people how to vote, but I'm also telling them that it's not just guns that we need to be aware of. It's other things as well. Like, no, we don't. We don't need a, a liberal government, and we don't need a liberal majority. So let's go make some with some integrity is what I said. So yeah. love it. Okay. Shall we go on? Let's go on. Let's go on. New gun stuff. Marstar Italian sales. Yeah, they've got a bunch of Italian rifles and pistols for sale. I'm gonna share this for yeah. our viewers on YouTube. But they got some like Pieta Yep. Pedersoli. 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 Pieta. Some uh, triple K holsters and some Bergera rifles. The Bergera rifles are really nice, but and they're not Italian either. But whatever, they got those some of those in there. They've got some Beretta ninety twos for four twenty nine, which is uh, pretty good. Cool. And some other stuff. Yeah, not by prices. Yep. Okay. What's next? Profit River. They've got 
Uh, I have to look at this. Yeah, a Talo, Talo exclusive Ruger 1020. It's got a neat uh, design on it. It's like uh, an engraved stock, laser engraved, I think. It's got a fish on there. I don't know what fishes have to do with 22s. Maybe you shoot the fish with the 22s. Maybe that's it. The engraving itself looks really cool. Just pulling it up right now. Yeah. I've got it up for viewers on YouTube if they're watching over there. It's a fish. It's a fish. You'll be putting but it if does look if, pretty cool. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Price on it is uh four nineteen. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Neat. Alrighty. So let's go into the main topic, shall we? Joining us this week for the main topic is Rick from, um, what are you from, Rick? You're from so many things now. I don't I am, even know. I'm from Project Maple Seed. I'm from Canadian Rimfire Precision Series, and I'm also from the Outlaw Rimfire Precision Series. That it's one. That's yeah. the one we want to talk to you about, O-R-P-S. that last one. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's so amazing, welcome amazing. back. Thanks. Well, you were on, geez, just a couple of months ago to talk about ORPS? I think so. It was in its yeah. infancy at that time. Correct. And um, it's definitely grassroots and it's growing. And now, yeah. thanks to um, Denis and, and Joey, ORPS has hit um, the Rescuers Gun Club full force. And we've got two matches under our belts. And as a result, now we can speak to the topic with a bit more clarity than we did a couple of months ago when you were right. introducing it. Yeah. It almost seemed like every time Bolivar tried to explain service conditions, I got more and more confused. And I don't know if that's because service conditions or because right. Bolivar. Right, I, right, I don't right. know. So anyway. So, so the first question I've got is, how do you like the format? I like the format, but we have questions about what the format is. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay, it's good, not good. it's not as straightforward as um, an IPSC match where you for take sure. training ahead of time, right? For sure, like, for sure, for sure. Here's some steel targets. Yeah. Um, try and set them up on the gun range, and and um, then you figure the rest out on your own, basically. So, well, yeah. So, so if we back up, the, the whole the whole point of ORPS is to get folks into a competitive environment with uh, with cost not being a barrier to entry, right? It's something you should be able to decide the night before to say, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Restigouche and shoot the match. Yeah. Do I have 50 rounds and is my rifle sighted in? So right. let's let's take a step back in case yeah. the listeners missed the first um, episode you were on and let's reintroduce it again. So tell us Perfect. what is ORPS? So, so the Outlaw Rimfire Precision Series is a nationwide uh, I guess, organization of clubs that shoot a standardized course of fire that's published uh, about a week before the month. So every month we'll have a course of fire and then match directors from, it, it could be just like- Now, a let, let me stop you right there. Yeah. Let me stop you right there. The standardized part here is that the course of fire that's published yep. will be shot. Um, the same course of fire will be shot at all these different clubs from coast to coast. So in the month of October, whatever course of fire comes out, that's what they'll be shooting in BC, Saskatchewan, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward exactly. Island, New Brunswick. Exactly. We're all going to shoot the same course of fire. And I tell you what I like yeah. about that. Yeah. It's not like an IPSC match where I could build a match with very few points. Somebody else could build a, build a match with a lot of points and you look like a rock star in one and mediocre yeah. in the other, right? Right. Right. right? I can go on to practice score yeah. and there'll be some variance for environmental conditions, sun Correct. in your face, yeah. overcast sky, whatever. But exactly. I can see how you shot stage three 
in the same match that I shot stage three. I can see what the average scores are. This is, and so we need to talk about the scoring as well and practice score. Like we're very accustomed to practice score at the Rescue Gun Club. So we've got a shooter, an RO, a spotter, and a scorekeeper all functioning as a unit. And the scorekeeper is taking the scores as the spotter calls them out. And then you walk off the line, you're presented with your score. You hit approve, right. and then the second Denis gets to a cell signal, it's uploaded to practice score, and the rest of the country can see it. Correct. Love that part. Carry exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah, and then the 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 point being that the, the the everything is done for you except the organization of the actual day. So if you don't, you know, the the attractiveness is you don't have to worry about the course of fire. You don't have to worry about setting up practice score. We'll take care of the medals and and making sure that you're cared and fed with what you need to run the match. But you gotta have a location. It doesn't have to be a range. It could be a private land event where, you know, four or five, six guys get together and say, Hey, let's, let's shoot an ORPS match. Right. You're absolutely right. Because typically we're shooting non-restricted 22s. You could set this up anywhere where it's legal and safe to discharge a firearm. A hundred yards. So you don't need more than a hundred yards, right? It it Mm -hmm. never exceeds a hundred yards. That's our, that's our goal. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's 22. 22. It's steel. Steel. The steel costs 150 bucks. No, it costs about you, 400 bucks. The steel the targets set. cost 400 bucks. Yeah, yeah for the, the whole set, set from Gangzhou targets. Correct. Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought it was less than that. Okay, well, still whatever. 400. Again, bucks. If, if if a guy's got a plasma cutter and steel, as long as they conform to the target sizes, right? They can they can do whatever they want to do. Mm. It just we yeah. just try to make it easy. Yeah. You don't know where to get steel. Order it from Gangzhou. You'll get it within you know four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. Download the course of fire. You say I'm going to run a match in October. We'll send you the practice score link. You share it with your friends. They sign up, right? And then we'll send you the practice score registration link. Regardless of how much my club charges, mm-hmm. you take how much? We take ten dollars per you, per, per shoot registration. Yeah. Okay, and except roughly, for kids. Yeah, kids shoot free. That's that's the goal. That's the other part that we've carried over from CRPS. Okay. Yeah. And right now we're still running, you know, in the red because we don't get more than 10 shooters and we always provide six to nine medals and the banners. So right now it's it's just we're trying to get it off the ground and we provide chamber flags and all that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And so CRPS okay. is funding ORPS right now. Okay. So yeah, but uh, this ORPS is going to take off like a rocket. Because you make it so, it's incredibly affordable and you make it incredibly accessible by taking care of the administration. Now, it helps if you've run matches before, yeah. right? Um, Denis an instructor and he's a, he's a businessman, so he knows how to speak to people and he's dealt with the public and stuff. Right. But the first match that we put on was the first um, shooting event that he organized. Okay. Um, and we had other people there with experience. We didn't need to do anything. He, he, he knew what to do, right? Um, we had range officers that were trained by um, various people who train range officers. Uh, we including uh, IPSC range officers, but we also had rifle range range officers. So we had guys that were accustomed to reading stage descriptions right. and um, stuff like that. So, um, all right. So Denis, let's, let's jump in. Let's go back and forth here. Um, why don't we talk about our experiences in setting up the range, Denis? We ran into, um, did we run into challenges there on, on how much um, space yeah, because uh, the uh, stage descriptions says that we need five yards between each target. Lateral so if there's yeah. st- well two targets in the same stage, we yeah. need uh, five yards. So, Correct. but 
so how long, how wide do we need? So with 25 meters, if we, or 25 yards, if we have five stages, is that good enough or should we need more space? I, it depends month by month. We try and keep that in mind that, you know, so, so RPS typically is only five stages, right? So at a minimum, yeah. you're going to need 25 yards plus or minus, as long as you're not putting, putting them minimum. from each other. Yeah. It's recommended to get right. them at least five yards, but if it's three yards, is it a big deal? As long as you're breaking the, the site picture, okay. right? That's, that's okay. the big thing. Yeah. So yeah. One of the things that ended up happening is, so let's say stage one was like getting on your limit. So we only had that one target. Yeah. It's fine. So, but the target for stage two was right next to it. And then okay. five years in between. And then the first target for stage three was right next to the second target of stage two, because we, we try to keep that five yards right, between. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it was so. confusing for some of the shooters. Well, so, well, at least they're not the same color, but yeah, yeah. that's it. So it's, it's, a, it's a learning process. I mean, we, we wanted to get it out there and going and, and yeah, we, we could, but again, if, if you only have 20 yards then you'll have to make it work. Right. Yeah, Maybe, but if we only put three yards in between targets, it's, it's still fine. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's not a big deal. It's, I, I don't okay. think anyone's going to, you know, clean the stage because it's two meters, you know, two meters closer. Right. Right. But ideally yeah. Rick, the required footage or square footage or not footage, but the, 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 the footprint we need here is a range that's a hundred yards long yeah. and 25 yards wide. Yeah. You should be able to hold the match at that. And I think okay. Stittsville, where we, we tested the first few, were like that at 25 yards, maybe a little little wider. I can't remember and exactly. I, I think, Denis, like we took the measuring tape down range and, and we ran it parallel to the backstop, and, and 25 is about exactly what we have, right? Yeah. Okay. I think most rangers will be 25. That's, okay. the common, that's the common width that we see across the country. So now up on the shooting line. Yep. What do you set up first, Rick? Do you put your steel downrange first, or do you set up your props on your shooting line I, first? I set up the. You have two choices. One, I because I use a, a range finder, right? So I'll put a reflective uh, target indicator that where the stage is going to be. So if, if I have a barrel, I'll put the barrel where the stage is going to be. Then I'll laze off that. Okay, so you set up your shooting line first. Yeah, because sometimes like the barricades the, aren't that reflective. Yeah, I'll, I'll put I'll put a barrel out and 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 lay it out that way. So just you're, that's just a placeholder so you can hit it and correct. figure out the range when you're downrange setting up your targets. So you're actually setting up your targets first with uh, something to, to hit with the laser uh, back at the well, that, machine right that's now. me. Denis, Denis sends me downrange and says, I need you at 75 yards, right? Yeah. So, go, but again, do you take your tank trap and put it on the line and then put your targets out in front of the tank trap? You put your ladder on the line, then put your targets in front of the ladder or do you go set up your targets and then come back and, okay, my targets are there. I'm going to put the ladder here. Does it matter? It doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Think okay. if you have, as long as you have a, a perfectly straight firing point so that when the stages, because stages run simultaneously sometimes, right? The, yeah, the, we'll the, come the to that. Yeah. yeah. So as long as everyone is, is shooting from the same firing point, then you're okay. So some guys will put a, a uh, string down. This is your firing line, and then you align off of that so that all the props are, are aligned with the muzzle going across that firing point. Okay. So you actually, in, like, on the shooting line, you'll run a string that's parallel to the backstop. Correct. Or you eyeball it to make sure that you've got a, a, a front, and a, like a left and a right edge marker. Mm -hmm. And then when you sight down. a couple down, of pickets. Yeah, just a couple of pickets to say, okay, that's, that's the firing line. Make sure that all the barricades, wherever the muzzle extends to be, it's going to be roughly the same spot. Yeah. <laughs> 
So you set up your prop so that the muzzle is over that firing line. Correct. So you just have to know where the firing point is. So you met you, and then you're getting a more precise measurement. If you say, okay, we're going to measure off of this firing line. Yeah, it's more safety related than than precision. Right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like what we do in maple seed. Exactly like a maple seed. I don't know where you know. Yeah, where would that come from? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right, yeah. Which the maple seed is why I hit that five-inch plate while standing three in a row, no problem. Slung up like a boss in the hasty, hasty. And and, and there's always going to be a maple seed type stage at every ORPS match. Beautiful. (laughs) See? Trevor enjoys that. He's the gamer. That's the gamer coming out. And CRPS, too. And CRPS. So it's, it's it's all falling into place now. All right, um, Denis, um, you want to ask him about squatting and shooting simultaneously? Yes. So, um, do so if we run multiple stages at the same time. Most stages are 120 seconds, but there's always yeah. that one stage that is timed. So, how does that work? So the time stage, it's it's it basically ends the same time because it's it's no more than 120 seconds typically. And then you yeah. just record the number of seconds it took until the last round was fired. So you're looking for the elapsed time. Okay. And, and that's the time you record. We use that yeah. as a tiebreaker because some of these, you know, you get you get you know a a course of fire that uh, a few of the good guys will clean or do consistently, and then the tie the the time is really set up as a tiebreaker. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Because that was one of the things that we racked our head with. Because, and that's the other thing. Like some some clubs, yeah, everybody shoots simultaneously. Correct. So, how do you how do you do that if 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 there's five stages and five shooters? The way we're doing it right now, which I think is is pretty good, is we've got an arrow, yeah, scorekeeper, and a spotter. Right. So we would need that times five. Well, it depends. If if you only have five guys and you're all in the same squad. Right. Right. Yeah. But if we get twenty guys show up, twenty guys, then you get five simultaneous. Just like that, we run a CRPS match, right? Everyone takes turns round robin. That the guy on deck is. Do you ever run into a problem, Rick? Where like, okay, imagine this: Denis and I are 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 shooting next to each other, and how do I, you know, like, what if my spotter and his spotter have the same voice? They both yell "hit." Like, Uh, how do you not? You hit. Say. Hit on one. So you you when you say hit, you indicate the stage number. Gotcha. Hit or, or, on or, or, one or, or squad number. I like hit it for one. Yep. Okay. Yep. So you got. And now, do your spotters yell yell out the misses, the hits, no, or no, both? Only hits. Only hits. Only hits. Only hits. Now okay. we have so in 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 some circles we we encourage like if you've got new shooters, you can give them coaching as well, like youth shooters and new shooters. So you're you're low and left by twelve inches, or you're. I'm one new at this. Inches. I should get coaching. Mm-mm. Sure, <laughs> Kelly almost. Why not? Why not? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. So basically, you get guidance up until the first hit on that target, and then you go quiet. Then you're right? screwed. Then, well, then <laughs> then then you then you've been told, right? Yeah. And then you, and you then should you be able to. Yeah. yeah. You should be and able to make your corrections. Yeah. That's Do it. you paint the steel after every shooter? No, we don't. See, we some don't. people are, some people aren't. If they want to, that's fine. But it, it's, it all depends on how fast you want the match to run. That's too much 40, work, man. All yeah, if, you have, if you have 40 people, it's Adriel, take, uh, like, if, if you're the first shooter on stage, you have a huge advantage if they're painted. It, yeah, but I, you rotate I, shooters. 
Yeah, I yeah. miss I miss just the same whether it's painted or or not painted. We rotate shooters just like we do in the squad. If I yeah. shot first on stage one, I don't shoot first on stage two. So you're never going to get that advantage the whole match. No. Nope. So as long as Somebody. you like, if you if you like, maybe paint between squads, maybe I would or just say to that. heck with it and just no, just don't do anything. Yeah. I mean, if if you don't have that many shooters, you probably don't have to paint it at all. Or or don't paint at all. The only time you'd paint it is if you've got a very messy field so crps mm. we we will have to paint because you know we've got you know so for this weekend we've got the eastern uh championships we've got seven stages going on at the same time right and we've yeah. got i don't know 30 pieces of steel out there and we're hemmed in between 75 to 250 meters so okay. it gets busy so that that then you got to alternate colors uh, can we change the colors from red and yellow yeah, you can you can change it to whatever you want I tell you why. Um, there's a lot of foliage on our backstop. Yeah. And the foliage this time of year is different shades of so, green and yellow. So yeah, it so makes the yellow kind of sure. challenging to see. Yeah. And and some and some parts of the country, yellow is actually better depending on the terrain that they've got. So there's right. no there's no you know, and white you can't use in the winter and all that stuff. Mm. So it you can feel free to adapt as the conditions change, right? I like red and white, Denny. And we got lots of white paint already. Yeah. Yep. Or fluorescent mm. orange, fl fluorescent green also is nice. Oh, wow. Really Why don't we just uh, put it at 10 meters and shoot air rifles? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what else, Denny? How many folks are you getting out to your match there? Well, our the first, first one. Match, we, were, uh, we had nine shooters for our right. first one and five for our second match. Right. But we were doing them during the week on evenings. Yeah. So our next one, we'll try to do it on a weekend, get more shooters. Right. How long are they running typically in terms of time, uh, start to finish? Well, the first one, we were out of there in two hours for sure, right, Denny? Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's, yeah. it's like, it's like yeah. going bowling without the beers. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> There's beers, but just only after the range is closed. There you go. Awesome. That's great. Um, what else, Denny? Uh, Adel, questions about the, the rules uh oh, yeah. like at one point at what point do you are there any penalty penalties or when do you um disqualify somebody yeah uh, like for example like i mean obviously if somebody i'm guessing if you points a gun at somebody else or swipes yeah. it's probably right. a dq but like some yeah. of the rules like uh with a semi-auto when you change position you have to say safe if you yeah. forget to do that is there a penalty? What happens? Or? It's it's so the the rule book the rule book is so similar to breaking ninety, right? If, <clears> if they're close to breaking ninety, it's the same as not declaring safe because you need to make sure yep. that people are moving safe. The minute you back off of that, then you're going to get into dangerous situations where no one's calling safe and no one's pushing safe. Like the yep. most important thing is they should be applying a safety before transitioning or changing positions, right? That's 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 yep. equal to breaking ninety. Right, so that's, yeah, that's we're so used to three gun. We're on the beep, man. We take the safety off. We start moving, right? So we were catching ourselves having getting into position and the safety already being off. When the rule clearly says get into position and then you can take your safety off right. and then you can chamber around. Yeah. But we're trying to right. game it and get that stuff done before yeah. we arrive. But that's a no-no. Yeah, that's that's part of the learning process. I mean, the the whole point is right. But, you don't, but what's yeah. the consequence for it? There's nothing built into the rules to stay. You get a procedural or a stage DQ, yeah. and there's yeah. nothing in practice score to input it. Correct. Yep, and that's that. Those are so. In the winter time, we'll be looking at all of those suggestions and, and lessons being learned by, you know, by the match directors and the and the shooters from from across the country. 
yeah, it's it's a learning process. It's an it's an evolving process, and those are those are the comments that we need to hear back and and mm-hmm. say. You know, I think most people. Well, it depends. If you don't have a lot of PRS already going on in your area, then these are these are new. But yep. in other areas where you you know in you know south southern Alberta, I mean, they run PRS almost every week down there. So everybody knows it's bolt back if you're transitioning or putting the safety on, declaring safe if you're transitioning positions. Right? But they know because they're being corrected when they do Correct. it wrong. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, right now we're just offering friendly corrections. You didn't Correct. say safe. Should be it should be it should be one warning and then a stage DQ. Okay, well, yeah. So we need to we need to concrete we need to standardize some of this because the other problem is is you know we've been not sure what to do about it because there's nothing in the rules that says if A happens do B. So we could go to the Miramichi next weekend, which we're going to do. We're going down with a truck full to take their women and their medals, and (laughs) maybe all of a sudden they're super strict. Right. Right. We're caught with our pants down. Yeah. That's your, your so, right. Yeah. And so this is the feedback we need to hear. We don't know that the, these are these issues are happening out there, right? Because we always mm-hmm. assume that everyone's applying the same way, that you've got one warning if it happens again, it's a stage DQ. And then you know, okay. and then you just keep getting stage DQ'd until you got zero points. Mm-hmm. Right? Again, because it's 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 meant to be an entry level environment where you know it's it's as long as the rifle's pointed down range, right? Unless the guy's completely unsafe, then it's it's he's gonna get a match DQ, not because he didn't declare safe, but because he's completely unsafe. Yeah. Right? Those are the situations so, that we're relying on the match directors to to keep an eye out for. Right. But, and the nice yeah, part is you guys have a lot of IPSIC IPSIC experienced people that know what unsafe looks like mm. versus procedural, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So but there's still nothing in practice course. So we just if Correct. it's a stage DQ, just give him a give that person a zero for that stage yeah. or yeah. MHDQ yeah, is zero on all stages and there's yeah, correct. good. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's it. So, uh, something you want to look into is the way that the rules, um, for procedurals and DQs are set up in practice score. Here's what I like about the practice score system in the old days of pen and paper scoring, Rick, if an RO didn't know the, know the rule, he could make stuff up. Right. Okay. If you, you know, I'm giving you a procedural yeah. because you did this. And so now every, um, action is associated with a rule. So I'm giving you a procedural and I have to link the rule that you broke to that procedural. So procedurals, like you said, they're not safety. It's just, you failed to comply. You were supposed to shoot the top plate uh, off of the rope and you didn't. So you get mics for that because failure to comply with written stage briefing, right? If we DQ somebody, it's because you did one of any number of things, but we always link the action to the rule you did yeah. this this is the rule that you broke this yeah. is why you're dq'd I and mean, we haven't really looked at the the all of the the tools within practice score for us it's no it's, it's a, amazing the, the things it's a, you it's can a do. registration and a scorekeeping and a squatting for now tool. for now but for the, now, yeah yeah yeah, yeah it'll grow with you yeah. it'll yeah. grow it, with you yeah. as, as you know as it needs to be because it's it's evolving and mm-hmm. when you've got now we've got coast to coast events and you know we're getting all all this fabulous feedback on what what we we need to incorporate for the next season. Hmm. Yeah, and we're going to we're going to keep going all year round. By the way, oh for sure, yeah, because you got the places you, where you can. That's right. Yeah, yeah. you know, sub zero, like minus twenty three. We were shooting in February in Stittsville. It's not the temperature that's going to stop us. It's the it's ex- accessibility to the range. Right? Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, you know should be buried under six feet of snow. Uh, yeah. All right. Awesome. The Denis is pretty helpful, right? Yep. Um, um, can anybody be an arrow or 
So, do you need RO training? Or? Not, not really. So uh, as long as the match director is confident that the the RO is aware of what safe and unsafe conditions are and is able to apply those rules, then essentially an RO is basically just running through the, the stage commands and making sure that the, the rifle is safe, clear, before that shooter leaves the line, which is mag out, chamber flag in. Right, Those are the two yep. two major ones. As long now, as the RO is able to apply that, then then I don't have a problem with anything else. We, we require the strict control when it comes to movement of the firearms around our range, there's only two ways you can transport a firearm around the range. And that's either unloaded in a holster or unloaded in a case. Okay. Um, so what we do is we treat it like an IPSC match. We actually okay. put out a safety area Okay. and the same rules apply. You can, uh, as an IPSC match, there is no ammunition allowed in the safety area because that's the only location you're allowed to handle your firearm without right. being under the direct control of a range safety officer. Gotcha. So we actually place a table facing a backstop near the shooting line. No right. one walks in front of the table because that's where all right. the muzzles are pointing. And when you arrive at a match, the match director directs you to take your cased firearm to the safety table. You can uncase it there unlock it if it's locked and insert your chamber flag. And that's where it stays until you're called to the line. There's a safety briefing before the match where we talk about this and then also talk about how you will transport your firearms to and from the safety area. And that's flag inserted muzzle up, of course, bolt back. And those are range specific rules that we wouldn't be aware of. So that's exactly what the match director needs to be in charge of. Well, shouldn't we um, make safety areas a requirement for the sport like they are in other sports so that this you when you arrive at a range regardless or when you arrive at a match regardless of what range you're at you'll know that oh here they run safety areas for uncasing and casing and stuff yeah and again this comes from the the prs world right where that's not a common a common so what happens in the prs world how how are firearms moved in and around when they're not on the line they're they're all over the place it's like uh it's, yeah. like Joe, it's like Jonestown. There's a million dollars worth of, like, <laughs> Meaford, there's like a million dollars worth yeah. of rifle waiting to be tripped all over. It's, it's like it's, a line. It's a yard right, sale. Right behind the firing line. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable. And, and, and rifles get stepped on and kicked over and, yep. yeah, yeah. And, and these are, these are, so these are all points that where we would recommend, but we can't really enforce it, right? It's not. It's you can not though. IPSC enforces that you have to have rules for safety areas. It's Correct. part of their rule book. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, you so absolutely could. Have to look at. Yeah. Not necessarily something that you may want to do, but don't say you can't. I mean, it's it's yeah. your sport to develop the rules, and other other sports require safety areas, so right. you certainly again, can. It, it's coming from, so it depends on where we're coming from and where we're going mm-hmm. to. So the feeder right. system we're driving into is that PRS world, where these are familiar rule sets for them. Right. right. Very good. So when we start our Rimfire Race Gun Series next year, it'll be... Oh, much geez. that it'll be the safe area with ca- casing and uncasing only at the stage. We'll talk about that on the next time we're on. Rick, are you going to have any time at all to yourself next year? I think so. This this is my time. <laughs> this is yeah. my this is my me time. This is my me time. Excellent. Look at all, okay. look at all the great people I get to meet. And us. Sure. Yeah. And us. Yeah. yeah. And and also you guys. <laughs> yeah. That's All right. Denis, do we have anything else for him before we cut you guys loose? No. Pretty much answered all our questions, Perfect. I think. Perfect. 
All right. Denis, anything you want to plug before we cut you loose? Now's a chance to sell something. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Pull some everything off the behind, everything behind me is for sale. Fabulous yep. guns. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of 1022s, Denis. Yep. So, yeah, for well, for PRS, yeah, I've got lots of 1022s. I have uh, Ruger, uh, yeah, Ruger 1022s, uh, Remington 597s, I have uh, Savage Mark IIs. Uh, for scopes, I sell mostly Vortex and Leupold. Um, yep. Oh, and for our cool. next our next match, um, Core Group, who is the distributor for uh, uh, Ely, Leupold, and uh, Ruger, is going to send us uh, Ely Force rec packs for the winner of each uh, division. Nice. Oh, cool. Sweet. Yep. It's my, I, I it's my favorite like, ammo right now. I hear that's like <laughs> a great lapua of rimfire ammo. Yeah. It is, baby. It is. I love it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good. All right. Well, uh, Denis, thanks for joining us to, to pick Rick's brain. And Rick, thanks for coming on and, and uh, clarifying a few things for us now that we've yeah. got a couple of matches under our belts. Outlawrimfire.com for all those who want to get into the game. It's sweet. It's, it's zero cost to uh, to the host ranges. Yep. Sweet. Cool. Thanks. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night, Denis. Uh, we'll talk to you like soon. Take it easy. <laughs> okay. uh, all right. Bye, bye. Maybe yeah. see bye. you on Monday. See you Monday. Yeah. Ciao. All right. Bye. bye. Thanks again to Rick and Denis for coming on and talking about uh, ORPS. I think Trevor wanted them on. So that Rick on so that he could pick his brain for stuff. Trevor, you're getting into I, this. That's, that's strictly one of the reasons we have this show is to <laughs> invite on people we want to have on and ask them the questions we 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 need the answers to. <laughs> yeah, if somebody else happens to benefit positively by something I want to do, super. <laughs> if they don't. <laughs> Hey, yeah. I, I got to learn a bit more about the thing that we're doing. So instead so. of calling him up and saying, hey, Rick, I got a question for you. Well, come on the show. And- yeah. Well, and no, no, no. Might but, benefit. Like, this this is now. So if you're if you're a match director for ORPS and you want some tips on running a match, this is now the show that we refer people back to, at least for this right? year, right? Yeah. That's right. Totally See, makes sense. Kelly, it seems like it's just about me. And really, it is, but it's it is all about you. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> other people can benefit. You're absolutely true because it's us. Because other people might have the same questions. So, and mm-hmm. that's right. And I right. always tell my students: if you're thinking about asking a question, ask it because chances are somebody else is thinking about the same question. And they're too afraid to ask. However, Trevor Furlot is not afraid to ask. He'll just no. blurt it out. Ask you got there. that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You betcha. No filter. No filter. <laughs> yeah. And um, having Denis on, I mean, he is the match director after all. And he's yeah. going to have a different perspective than me and have questions that I may not have thought of. And it's, you know, it's about yeah. time that we got him on. Um, so Has we he never supposed- been on before? Never been on before. We Seriously. were going to do something a couple of I years ago. we had him on before. Yeah. I thought we had him on before too. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I will confirm, but I didn't think we ever had him on before. I liked I liked seeing all the guns behind him, though. That was awesome. not on, yeah. yeah. Makes my gun room look like a dump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. a couple of years ago, we were going to do, um, uh, maybe we had him on to ask him gunsmithing questions, because I know that's what I wanted to do. I kind of wanted to have like a fairly semi-regular segment with him, you know, no. as the gunsmith. That'd be cool. Yeah, we had Dave, and we had... Um, we did have a gunsmith, but I don't think we had Denis on. I'm kind of a gunsmith. Yes, yeah, you are. You own a Dremel? Dremel. Yeah. 
Put down the Dremel and get off YouTube. Exactly. Yeah. Here, let's bring out the Dremel. I have Dremel. I have YouTube <laughs> University. Yeah. I am Gunsmith. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, according to government, I am because I'm registered on this business license. So I'm even more qualified than you mm-hmm. by people who don't know nothing. Are you really seriously registered as a Gunsmith? Mm-hmm. Sounds like oh unnecessary my. government regulation that I have no, no use for. The government doesn't want to see your credentials. You just tell them you're a gunsmith and you're a gunsmith. Seriously. What do you yep. get by saying that, though? Um, so I get a tiny sticker. I get covered by the business license. So if I need to bring a customer's gun home from a match, I don't have to worry about an ATT. Oh, I got to make myself a gunsmith. And then anywhere well, I'm at, yeah, you I'm on the way to a gunsmith. I'm on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, how it works, right? Captain Andy um, turned his shop at home, his garage at home, into a machine shop. And mm-hmm. its reloading room has now got a big lathe and a mill. And people were requesting um, that he do work. So he registered himself as a, a legit gunsmith. I'm just on business. Yeah, yeah, I'm just Denise employee. So I'm on the business license as an employee of a gunsmith, not probably specifically as a gunsmith. I bet you I'm there's like storage requirements, there. like special there business is. storage there requirements. There is. So they had to come inspect Captain Andy's place mm. yeah. because he'll be storing other people's guns there. They don't inspect your place for how you store your own, but if you start storing other people's, then they come out and they inspect. So they yeah. went to Captain Andy's to check stuff out. Nah, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. People come in my home. I don't want to know. Yeah. Okay. So where All are right. we? We're at we, listener feedback YouTube version. Somebody's been uh, posting in here. This looks pretty good. I've actually. been doing that. It's, you are so. I like this. Why don't you read what Tyler had to say? Tyler says, "Hi everyone. Colt, Colt announced they will no longer manufacture the Air 15 platform for personal use. I can't find Colt Canada mentioned. Do you know if this will affect our market as well? Two separate entities. Two se- and Colt in the U.S. has financially been doing incredibly right. poor." Like, yeah. they are not doing well. And a lot of people are saying, like, oh, this is because of all the pressure because of AR-15. It's like, ah, no, it's because they're, like, financially just wrecked. And they can't yeah. compete anymore with uh, all the other manufacturers in the U.S. Whereas Kilt Canada is doing really, really well. Yeah. I know that when uh, they're at SHOT Show, uh, people say that there's a huge difference between the two companies. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. All right. Jeremy Crane. Oh, this is, he's talking about uh, your, your, um, yeah, uh, before the Hornady came out with this tool, you used to take a, a case, put a bullet on it, cover it in soot or marker and push it till it touched the lands and then shorten it, put the marker back on until it didn't touch the lands anymore. It's the old school way of doing it. He's also talking about uh, using, uh, he was making recommendations on scope mounts. So he's saying, oh, you got to get a, a worn. Worn, worn cantilever mount, uh, the X skeleton one. It's lightweight. Uh, separate rings on ARs are for noobs, is what he was saying <laughs> to you. Yeah. yeah, well, these were bought for charity, and they were $200. So that's why we're going to be going with these. Yeah. yeah. He's not think- wrong with the cantilever. I got a cantilever on my three-gun AR, and I do like the look of the Vortex cantilever on this gun with this scope. I really do. Um, but, you know. Won't it be higher than those rings are right now? Cantilever is not higher than this, no. The wow. cantilever would really? be about the high, yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's surprising. Hmm. Okay. Uh, 
He also Brad can, B. Yeah, uh, sorry, sorry yeah, Jeremy ahead. continues. He says, uh, you should do a ladder uh, with a uh, case overall length, just like with powder. Just like each one has nodes in velocity, they also have sweet spots in jump, like the amount of jump he's that they not, have. Yeah, he's not wrong. So you do your ladder load, and then, you know, you can, I don't know, you know, do one or do, do I would do the ladder load first, optimize the powder charge, ladder load testing. Um, quickly, you want to say what ladder loading is or ladder testing is? Just like running a big scale and testing across those. Like you're going to test them at this much jump, this much jump, this much jump, this much right. jump. Yeah. Fire them all so, for groups and see, see what happens. So uh, when it comes to determining the proper powder charge is like you load up, you know, five rounds with this powder charge. Then you go up like a half a grain or a full grain and then a half a grain and then a tenth of a grain until you find the tightest possible group. So you start on one end of the spectrum and you go until the group gets tight and then starts to open up again. And then you go back to the sweet spot. And that's like he said, the node, the node is the harmonics of the barrel and the whip when the bullet goes down it. And so when you nail the harmonics, you get the best group. So once you do that with your powder charge, then you can do it again with the overall length. Indeed. I was, uh, I was looking up some free bore in, uh, in Weatherby cartridges just, uh, just while we're, um, we're on the break there. And, uh, <laughs> they're, they're pretty big. <laughs> There's some that are around uh, 0.3 to 0.4 of an inch. Hmm. It's a pretty big jump. And imagine some of your uh, military cartridges as well uh, also have quite a bit, uh, quite a bit off the lands. Mm. Yep. 0.16. So, like, uh, I've got a, I've got a list here of free bore in the 460 Weatherby. It's 0. 0.756. Wow. Something I need to consider, this is all fine and well, mm -hmm. but both my um, Bolt Gun 308 and my AR-10 are magazine fed. So hey. you'll run out, you'll run out of right. length in your mag. Yeah. Yeah. Then, so, so then you just seat to 2.8 or whatever your mag is there. And which, oh yeah, which I'm already 2.8 on the Bolt Gun and it's super accurate. So, and I won't like... I will, I will not sacrifice my mag in the name of accuracy, okay? If I can shrink my 200-meter um, group uh, with uh, my bolt gun by single feeding, you know, shrink it by a quarter of an inch. If I go longer and then single feed, I won't do it. I'll go as long as I can within the mag limits, but I'm not going to... I bought that chassis with a mag for a reason. I'm not going to forego the mag. Yeah, I mean, how much accuracy, right? What what are you giving up? Are you giving up point one on a on a one like a point one MOA? Who cares? Right, exactly. I'd rather I mean, have a mag I'd... than single single like hand feed just to get the point yeah. one out of there. Yeah, because I don't shoot Bentress. I mean, I can't shoot Bentress with that gun anyway. Probably right. So these are still practical firearms. Mm -hmm. So I'm not giving up my mags. Yep. All right. All right. So Brad B. Brad. Hi, Brad. He's watching. He says, Kelly, for awareness, Emma was at the range with me over the weekend. She shot the CRPS match that Rick ran for us. She ran the gong out at 275 yards. I attribute her confidence and success to Maple Seed. Emma is is Brad's daughter, and she's fantastic. She's she's awesome. But shooting out to 275 yards, that's awesome. Giddy well up. done. Yeah, I said, give her a high five. He said, Rick already did that. Okay, give her a hug for me then. But yeah, that's awesome. Great kid. 
All right, let's get into listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by uh, Armory DC Gunsmith. It's a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearm refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, circuit finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearm accessories, optics, and more at uh, dcgunsmith.ca. Or you can actually watch us tonight or go to the YouTube channel. You can see all the guns behind him. You can also check him out on Facebook and also follow him on Instagram. I do. So uh, we have... I threw uh, something extra in there, Kelly. Uh, new BC, uh, BLCs in stock. Oh, BCLs. Mo- Sorry, my bad. Yeah, um, I was going. So, I'm reading, right? <laughs> yeah, so don't, don't make it any worse for you is what you're saying. So yeah. he got in a couple of BCLs. Which ones? They're the well, BCLs, BCL 102s. Right. And um, they're not okay. the same gun they were a year ago this time. Yep. The fit and finish is excellent. It's as nice as anything else out there. Um, the it's it, it has um, some nicer features. The charging handle is is improved. The what else is on there that was of note? Um, the controls are really nice. The, the bolt release or the yeah the bolt release the mag release all of it very very nice and adriel with a crossfire 2 1 to 4 power scope and winchester gray box 180 grain they shot an inch and a half did it eject did the yes, cases eject functioned. from the gun it functioned flawlessly Ooh, and was um way more accurate than you would expect from a factory air attendant so they're nice they are nice. Yep, yeah. they're nice. Um, I don't know if the uh, company is going to be, you know, be around a year from now with the reputation that they have. I hope they are because I hope that there will be some some uh, manufacturer support for this firearm. But I got to tell you, like I was it? impressed. Yeah, I was impressed. I don't. I, I I won't get one. I've got my stag. But if somebody said, "Should I buy one?" I could say the two that are at the shop right now. I would say you should buy because I've laid my hands on them. Actually, Denis, Denis kept one for himself. A customer got one, and there's one on the wall. Okay. So, yeah, I don't play. And it's been one. touched by Trevor. Yeah, I've, I've, I've pet it. Makes it worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, um, yeah, just want to give the listeners an update because I know Adriel, you had nothing but problems with yours. Yeah, but it, well, Adriel's not nothing was... but problems. Like, like specific issues with the with the design, the like the the ejector. Yeah. Uh, extractor combo and springs weren't weren't any good um there's a couple of like minor design flaws aside from that um they yeah. may have worked it all out man yeah Maybe. yeah okay. were the four ends lighter like the four end on mine was like super thick well it's no maple ridge mm. but it's not horrific yeah it's probably the same one that's okay. one thing that they should they should improve is a lighter forend. Anyways, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Let's get to Edmund's. I don't know. Is this last week's or I, I, we had he sent along a video of okay. the uh, TCR twenty two and he's just mentioning that uh, uh, you know check out the video. It cycles subsonic ammo uh, in addition to high velocity. It's got a last shot uh, hold open. Uh, there's a loading assist button on the mag and accuracy was good. Three quarter inch at 50 yards. Okay. All right. If you'd like to email a show, send us uh, an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. You know, send us stuff to watch. I don't know. You know. You're 40 anyway. with for Kelly. 
Just should have said email <laughs> you know five five one. I was just gonna. Yeah, no, don't, don't send us. Yeah, please don't send us any of that stuff. All right, uh, Adriel, you want to read the uh, um, podcast review that we just got in? You bet. This is from Thanks. Jonesy ATPL uh, yeah. from Canada. Canadian content done right. Over 300 plus episodes of an informative and entertaining podcast. They provide a perspective of the firearms community that breaks the hunting only stereotype. Better yet, they have helped introduce shooters to other versions of their common hobby. They have consistently pulled more than their own weight when it comes to firearms advocacy. Keep up the great work. Here's hoping to an, at least another 300. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> what is that going to take? <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> yeah okay 300 if we do 300 more do we get cake <laughs> yes kelly you may have cake thanks all right let's see if we have some shout outs trevor yeah i have one to joey the shark thanks for uh basically lending me the money to buy a cooey is what happened I, uh, you know i gotta pay interest on it but uh you know what'll happen just... if you don't what's that you know what's going to happen if you don't? Yeah, he'll come for my thumbs or something. So he caps. Yeah, he'll cap me. Yeah. And, he, and uh, anyway, um, yeah, the Kui 84 and 28 gauge. It's only the second one I've seen for sale since I started this stupid obsession. It's almost like so. people don't want them. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Except for Trevor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then he's going to solve them all. Yeah. I don't okay. think so. Mm, okay, we record today's date and time mark we'll all right we'll adriel do you have a shout out no not this week sweet and i'm just going to shout out all the ladies who participated in the photo shoot this past weekend as well as the photographers <laughs> yeah there are some good photos by the way okay <laughs> wow all yeah. right and let's uh yeah yeah okay Patreon. We do have a new Patreone. His name is Little Saint. He's, that's actually what his name is, Little Saint. And he's supporting us for $5. What's his middle name? It's not, it's not Little. It's Lil. Oh. Little. Little Saint. Little Saint. Little Saint. Little Saint. Is it, okay. Little Saint. Is that French? <laughs> Man, just move on. <laughs> if you would like to be a Patreon supporter, you can click on patreon.com and go to Slamfire Radio, or you can go to our website and click on it there. But you know what? We're actually going to be doing a Patreon episode this evening, maybe. Like right now, five minutes. Okay, so that means just uh, we're going to say goodbye, go to Cabela's. If you're going to go to our website, click on there. You can get stuff. We get a kickback. Uh, please join our uh, National Firearm Association, the CCFR. Buy the Gunner Girl calendar. We'll get more women shooting. Check us out on Gun Runners Canada. Apparently, there's a guy that Trevor knows who's uh, follows us on there. Hi, guys. And also like us on Facebook. Good night, everybody. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.